1: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Monday. August 8th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Steve Hellwagon. A lot to get into. Uh, you know, Recruiting all of a sudden has taken a nice turn for the Buckeyes. Arvel Reese. Buckeyes tapping back into that Glenville pipeline, Steve, for the first time since Marshawn Lattimore. Man, it was like every year they had like two or three Glenville kids in a class, it seemed like. Haven't had one since Marshawn on Lattimore. He worked out pretty well. They landed Arvel Reese. Love this kid. Fast, sideline to sideline type of linebacker. Um Really good get for the Buckeye, Steve.
0: Yeah, it seemed like for about a 12-year stretch there, they were taking one, two, three Glenville guys every year. And it was something like 20 or 21 guys. I don't know. Pat had the exact number. He did a story on it. But it has kind of gone down the last few years. They haven't been maybe quite as good uh, in terms of football at Glenville. And it sounds like they're starting to rev it back up a little bit. And uh, Arvel Reese, <clears throat> our database has him six three and a half, two 215 215-pound uh, linebacker from Cleveland Glenville. He had offers from uh, a lot of top schools, including Alabama and most of the Big Ten, uh, ranked number 277 overall nationally, number 20 linebacker, and number seven overall in Ohio for the uh, 2023 class. And, you know, we used to just – write down the top 10 in ohio and just assume that eight of them every year we're going to go to ohio state and it really hasn't been like that in recent years so uh, because ohio state's been able to go national and get into places like georgia and south carolina north carolina texas they've hit really hard so and obviously florida california etc so uh again does this open up uh, more kids from glenville to come to ohio state i guess we'll have to to wait and see i think ryan day and his staff are are taking a a one-by-one approach if if you're a good enough player they're going to offer you and uh, then you'll have the chance to come and play at ohio state but uh, the recruiting at ohio state has been outstanding as we all know and so it is very selective process but uh reese uh, to me, if he's a guy that Jim Knowles wants on his defense, at linebacker, and he coaches the linebackers, then, you know, I'm going to go with that as the, the expert recommendation. So Arvell Reese, uh, going to be a Buckeye in the 2023 class, continuing to bolster that defense and get more depth, get more bodies, get more talent on that side of the ball, because uh, that's what it's going to take to get the defense back to the, to the standards it needs to be at.
1: <laughs> no, no, Larry, I don't have the pups quite trained yet. We're, we're getting there. They're pretty close. They're pretty close. I, I don't want to, you know, knock on wood, though. We're getting pretty close with the pups. Um, speaking of recruiting going well for the Buckeyes, uh, now this isn't official yet, but Dijon Johnson, the high four-star corner, decommitted from the Buckeyes a few weeks ago. There is a ton of smoke that he's going to recommit to the Buckeyes from heavy hitters like the Dean Bill like the Fong, Steve Wilt Fong. They're not saying for sure it's going to happen, but they're hearing um, – that's the, the most likely scenario is what they're hearing right now. So that'd be great news. Again, it's not official, but it sounds like Dijon's going to come back to the Buckeyes, Steve.
0: Yeah, Dijon Johnson, I think he's a guy that, uh, that Ohio State obviously wanted at the cornerback position. Uh, he was one of their chosen guys, and I think there were some family issues going on with him uh, back in the state of Florida, and I think that uh, that kind of – led him as i understand it to to reconsider and and consider playing somewhere a little closer to home but um to me uh this would be a a a big coup uh if ohio state's able to get him uh back into the class Uh, it, it would be a rarity obviously to have a guy lose a guy and get him back that usually doesn't happen a whole lot but uh You know, Dijon Johnson is a guy I think that uh, the the defensive coaches would say is probably worth it. I'm just uh, scrolling down here to to look and see what we have about him uh, that really stands out in our uh, database, number 93 player overall nationally. That really stands out right there, Dave. 37 schools that offered him scholarships. He committed in, I think it was April or May, and then decommitted at the end of July, From Tampa, Florida, Wharton High School, and it seemed like Miami of Florida and Florida had both made a run at him uh, during this intervening period. So we will see if uh, Johnson uh, does follow through. Six foot one, one hundred ninety pound cornerback, number ten cornerback overall in the country, number twenty one overall or twenty overall player in the state of Florida, and perhaps uh, some of the issues that he was concerned about back on the home front. Hopefully they've been able to, to work through some of that, and uh, he'll be uh, free and clear uh, to sign with Ohio State in December as part of this 2023 class. And, again, can't get enough good uh, caliber, high caliber, top defensive players. That, that to me – if they're going to win a national championship, they've got to start uh, being really serious about recruiting on the defensive side of the football. And this young man, a national top 100 player and top 10 in his position, he would fit that bill. Dave, I, I think he would fit right in a big corner, six, one, 190 pounds. I think, I think he would fit right, right in on that, uh,
1: that mission. I would say, I would say so, Steve, let's hope that materializes. I'd love to get Dijon Johnson back in this class and, did not like seeing that news when he decommitted because I was really high on this kid. So, uh, great news. Again, not official. Yeah, so, letter, but so, so was Tim And the Fong saying this is probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen. Go ahead. More, More than likely. likely. More than likely. That's right. All right. Let's get into some actual team coverage. Um, we're going to be there today. Uh, we Practice is not open. They're actually practicing like right now. Uh, practice started. We're going to be over there at 1130 a.m. today interviewing Justin Fry and the offensive lineman, really looking forward to that. Coach Fry, um, interesting guy to talk to, very energetic. You can see why the guys like him. It was fun seeing him coach the guys up at practice, Steve. We got up close and personal. As we always do, the offensive lineman and the defensive lineman are always like right in front of us. They tuck the quarterbacks way back at the other end of the field, but we're not allowed to go during practice. But we'll be over there today interviewing Coach Fry and the O-lineman, really looking forward to that. Um, Speak about your thoughts on the O-line a little bit, and also look back on the first week of camp, more like a half week. Anything really stand out to you?
0: Well, you know, we get to see so little. That's just kind of hard to, to right. make definitive judgments because you're not watching them in 11 on 11 scrimmage and seeing guys really make football plays. They're working on football fundamentals when we're there. So it's really rudimentary. Uh, to me, the general health of the team stands out, that, that they're not missing any key playmakers at this point. Mitchell Melton may be the only one that's been kind of on the sideline. Uh, beyond that, sounds like most everybody is going to be healthy and ready to go. Great to see Josh Proctor out there running around. If he could play like he did two years ago, then there's another mainstay type guy at safety position for Ohio State. So I think that would be huge. Uh, offensive line. There were some concerns in the spring because four or five of the backups uh, were banged up and didn't really go through the spring. Looks like everybody is back healthy. They were three lines deep, it looked like, with scholarship guys, so about 15 scholarship linemen there. So you have bodies. Now you need for Justin Fry to develop those players and make starters out of – or close to starters out of eight or ten of them, and uh, then you'll have actual real depth. So I don't think anybody's expecting the freshman offensive lineman to come in and star right away. But, uh, again, some of those sophomores and juniors who haven't had a chance to play a whole lot, this is their time. This is their chance to, to kind of push forward a little bit and see if they can, uh, can get in the two deep. So that, to me, was very important. A uh, defensive line, uh, Larry Johnson's got a ton of bodies over there and a lot of guys that are unheralded. And we want to see, uh, you know, what uh, Tyler Friday can do when he gets back in there. Uh, Teron Vincent is another guy. Jaron Cage. I mean, you got a bunch of guys who've been there and played some football, but has it been great football? That's a, That's the question mark. And now can all those guys take their game to another level and support the frontline guys like Tyleek Williams and maybe Mike Hall and, uh, you know, some of those other guys, uh, defensive tackle, defensive end, looks pretty good with Jack Sawyer, JT Tuumalao, and Zach Harrison. So that's what I want to see. I want to see how they grow and develop uh, quality depth on both lines, offensive and defensive line. That's what I'm looking for. Hopefully we'll get back out there on Thursday and maybe things will look a little bit different. Uh, They'll be in full pads probably a few more guys, uh, you know, out there as, as Ryan day said, when it gets tough and we go through four days of full pad practices in a row, are you still with me? You know, are you still here? And uh, can they depend on you to, uh, to answer the bell? So uh, that's what we'll be looking for uh, when we get back out there on Thursday for that. And of course, looking forward to talking to the offensive lineman today, a lot of good stories there of, uh, of guys who have, uh, you know, made themselves into what they are. Dewan Jones probably at the top of that list. So uh, a lot of good stories coming out of the offensive line later today. Yeah, no doubt about it. Quick question to get
1: to. Um, this is from Ed. I'm sure a lot of people w- are wondering this. Who are going to be the top four linebackers in order for the Buckeyes this year? Man. Um, you know, I can take my first crack, Steve, as you think about it. I'm going to go with Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers, Cody Simon, and I'll go Reed Carrico, although I think C.J. Hicks is knocking on the door. Chip Train might be in there. They got so much depth there. Taraja Mitchell, EA Natiote. But to answer the question, um, I'll go Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers. I'll go Cody Simon, and I'll go Reed Carrico, again, with C.J. Hicks knocking on that door. And yeah, I like your
0: list. I would, I was going to say Reed Carico. I think your first three are pretty obvious based on who played last year. Although now you have an entirely new coaching staff other than Larry Johnson on the defensive side of the ball with Jim Knowles making the decisions, both for the linebackers and for the scheme as the coordinator. And so um, maybe he'll want to go in a new direction and maybe uh, some, some real playmakers will emerge, but CJ Hicks, I mean, he passes the look test. He walked into the hotel yesterday at the hotel check-in. Looked like an NFL guy. So you know, um, there there, but there were a lot of those. There about half those guys that walked in there looked like NFL guys yesterday. So if they play like NFL guys, then they'll have something, Dave. But uh, uh, I think it's very important at that linebacker group: Steele Chambers, Tommy Eichenberg if they're going to be the guys that uh, that they play up to an all Big Ten caliber level, because that's really been kind of lacking, I think, at Ohio State, the linebacker position in recent years. And, and uh, people have been able to run the ball and throw the ball in Ohio State at times. And a lot of it's had to do with uh, poor play at the linebacker position. So I want to see uh, those guys work up. But, yeah, I think your list is good. Cody Simon, I wouldn't write him off. He started about half the season last year, got hurt, Uh, is he a guy that's going to shake some things up if he's healthy? Uh, Reed Carrico, younger guy, you know, just looking, looking to make his uh, inroads there to Roger Mitchell, you know, continues to threaten that one of these days he's going to be a guy, but, uh, you know, we just have never, it's never materialized for him. So, uh, we'll see And EA, he was more just kind of a situational guy last year under the previous coaching staff. Can he be an every down player? as well this year so a lot of candidates but is their quality and and is their restaurant quality and that's is there an all big 10 guy there so that's what we need to see Dave if they expect to win the national championship you need guys an all big 10 guy in every position group and uh, they haven't had a linebacker in a long time
1: quick question here (laughs) from Facebook this is from Philip what is the percentage do you think the Buckeyes will land Jaden Bonsu We'll throw a number, yeah. I'll, I'll go like 65%. I think I, that's. I think they're probably going to land them, but certainly not a lock. What do you think, Steve?
0: I think that their chances improved. I think I had all but written him off not too long ago. And uh, he's from Hillside, New Jersey, St. Peter's Prep. Uh, number 22 safety in the country and they've swung and missed on obviously as we all know uh, some big time safeties it was Caleb Downs I think one of those guys that uh, that they were shooting for uh, Jaden Bonsu uh, he's got a ton of offers about uh, two dozen Miami Michigan State Ohio State seem to be his top three right now and Steve Wilfong uh, put in A Crystal ball with a uh, certainty of six. So take that for whatever it's worth. I'm going to crystal ball him, but it's not a nine. It's a six. Uh, Six foot one, 210 pound safety right out of central casting with that size that you're looking for, number 259 prospect in the country, number four overall in New Jersey. And uh, he's been to all three of those schools, Miami, Michigan State, Ohio State, and uh, the Buckeyes obviously, uh, after swinging and missing on some of those top ones, have redoubled their efforts for Jaden Bonsu. And and uh, who else would you want to, to have to coach you? But uh, these guys at Ohio State right now, Perry Eliano had some great ones at Cincinnati last year, Tim Walton coming from the NFL, Jim Knowles, uh, they're going to put you in a defense that uh, really accentuates the safeties, three of them on the field for preponderance of the time. So uh, to me, you need bodies at that position, you need quality. And I think Jaden Bonsu, if they can close the deal on him, he'd be a good one to get. He's going to announce in six days on August the 14th, it sounds like. So uh, we'll keep an eye out for that one. Sunday, Sunday,
1: Sunday. We'll see if he's a Buckeye. Another question from Facebook here. This is from Rex. Well, the Buckeyes have more sacks this year. He, he's also saying that the poor uh, linebacker play will hurt the D line. Well, let's hope the linebacker play is much improved. I think it will be. Coach Knowles is not just the D coordinator. He works with the linebackers. Um, will they have more sacks and tackles for loss? I knew you'd mention mentioned tackles for loss this year. Hell, yeah, they will. Jim Knowles, that is one of the staples. He is aggressive. He Oklahoma State was racking up tackles for loss and sacks last year, um, and now he's got – much better toys to work with. So I think you guys can expect um, definitely more sacks, more tackles for loss this year. They're going to give up some big plays, but overall this is going to be a much better defense because he mixes up his looks. Um, He is very good at in-game adjustments. So I think you guys are going to like Jim Knowles a lot. Steve, someone wanted to talk about basketball recruiting. We got Neil saying, uh, let's get into basketball recruiting. Neil, good news for you. We were going to do that anyway, but we'll pretend like we're doing it for Neil. How about this, Steve? Now, normally, I love Ohio State basketball. Normally, in the middle of camp for football, I'm not talking Ohio State basketball unless things like this are happening. Chris Holtman and his staff are just crushing it. Ohio State now has the number three class in the country for 2023. The two programs ahead of them are Duke and Kentucky. Pretty good company to be in for Ohio State basketball. Landed Scotty Middleton yesterday. This comes on the heels of them landing Devin Royal. I mean, they are just absolutely crushing it. Middleton's, what, like a top 40 overall player nationally? Again, Chris Holtman and his staff, kudos. They've got four young men in this class, number three class in the country. Absolutely love what they're doing. It And, Steve, this comes on the heels, as you know, of them landing a really good class last year. Finished ranked eighth. I think that's probably should have finished even a little higher than that. And he brought in three really good transfers, eight new scholarship players. I love what Holtman's doing.
0: Yeah, and, and we'll just throw in there, they just went 2-0 and on their exhibition tour, beat Egypt and beat Puerto Rico. And uh, one of the freshmen in that uh, 2022 class, Bryce Sensenball, had 20 points yesterday against the Puerto Rican national team. So that bodes really well. He's a guy, I don't want to say he's going to be a one and done, but uh, he's a guy coming from the state of Florida. Not many people knew about him because he was injured and missed his junior year and part of his travel season. Got back out there in travel and and, uh, was dominant uh, the summer before and uh, had, uh, he was the player of the year in the state of Florida. So uh, to me, he's a guy, a building block, that, uh, that they're going to really be a cornerstone perhaps this season. With Bruce Thornton at uh, point guard splitting time with the Oklahoma State transfer Isaac Likely. So uh, all those guys played well in those two games down in uh, the Bahamas. Unfortunately, there was no streaming or anything. But if you go to the Ohio State Hoops uh, Twitter page, and uh, their Instagram, they've posted some nice videos of some great plays the team made. And, and now they'll get some time off before the uh, the semester begins here in a few weeks. Uh, in terms of Scotty Middleton, fast-forwarding now to the 2023 class, obviously Devin Royal, earlier in the week, he's ranked around number 75 nationally. And now you get the number 34 player, Scotty Middleton, 6'6 guard. He's originally from Miami, Florida plays at Sunrise Christian, which was the best team in the country for about 90% of the season until they lost in the championship game of the Dick Sporting Goods uh, Championship to, uh, I think it was Montverde beat them, I think, in the championship game. And uh, both those teams, Montverde and Sunrise, filled with 2022 prospects that are going to play uh, college basketball this season. Scotty Middleton played as a junior at Sunrise Christian and uh, picked the Buckeyes over Seton Hall and UConn, a big lockdown defender at the two-guard could also play on the wing as well. Uh, a top three class right now, obviously when uh, Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, whoever else get done, you know, selecting their McDonald's All-Americans in April, right. it'll probably right. drop down to five or six. But an outstanding class as it's written right now, and it'll be fun watching all those guys go through their final year of uh, high school basketball. Also have George Washington the third a combo guard from Dayton Chaminade, Julian, Austin Parks, big 6'10 center from St. Mary's Memorial out in the western part of the state, Devon Royal, power forward, could play the wing as well from Pickerington Central. So they all complement each other. George Washington could play the one of the two. Uh, Middleton could play the two or the three. Roa could play the three or the four. And then uh, Parks uh, will play the, the four or the five. And there's still a chance they could add Dalen Swain from Columbus Afrocentric. That is still out there. He may make an official visit to Ohio State September the 3rd. Really, they the scholarship situation, I won't take too long explaining this, but Tanner Holden is a right state transfer will be in his fourth year at Ohio State this year. He is entitled to the super senior year the following year if he decides to come back and if Chris Holtman invites him back. So that's maybe the one moving piece in part here if he leaves. And it opens a spot for Swain if he would pick Ohio State I think Xavier with Sean Miller is also pushing him very hard right now as well so uh, that keep file that in the back of your mind that uh, they have four and a half scholarships right now uh, for uh, that uh, 2023 class four of them already filled.
1: You answered Jesse's question here. I didn't even need to put it up there. Jesse was asking, "What's the chance of still getting Swain in basketball recruiting?" Steve nailed it all. Steve is on top of the football beat and the basketball beat. And we had a comment, or I don't know if you saw it, Steve. Somebody said, "Is there a better last name in the world than Hellwagon?"
0: Well, um, I haven't found one. I haven't come across one. It definitely isn't as is a as a conversation starter. Uh, you know, when you walk into a room, people will double like your name is what you know that type thing. And very German. So hell Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. I disavow any knowledge of what was going on there in the 40s, but uh, yeah, it uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. So that that's our heritage, I suppose.
1: Well, you're you know, your family was in America by then, so you have nothing, yes, to, you, guys, right? you, guys are, you guys are the. I want to
0: go to Germany, Germany. I want to go to the Hofbrauhaus, House, and uh, I want to go to Italy. I got a little taste of uh, Europe, as you know, earlier this year, Spain, Luxembourg, France, and London. And uh, I would go back to London. I want to go back to Paris. I want to go to Ireland. I want to go to Scotland, Italy, and Germany. Those are my those are my ones I want to still hit.
1: I never knew you were such a, a European official I didn't know
0: I was either. You fell, I you fell in love with Europe you went over there, huh? I always told him I don't want to fly over the ocean. But you know what? It was a seven-hour flight from Atlanta to Madrid, and it was nothing. It, they had movies. It was comfortable. They brought food. You, the time flew. You didn't even know, you know up and down. It was weird. Seven hours, but it worked out.
1: Well, good for you. Good for you. All right. Well, thanks to everybody for joining us for today's show. We really appreciate it. Thanks to Steve Hellwagon for his wisdom and comments. Hope everyone has a great day. (laughs)